before they're all taken. Your father must be meeting us at the hotel. Okay, okay. She was good-natured, I had to admit that. She handed the scarab back to its reluctant owner and battered her artificial lashes at him. Sorry, Buster. No sale. Yes, yes, you buy! The peddler's voice rose to a heart-rending shriek. Four piastres only! Lady, you buy! You say you buy! I wasn't thinking. I cut him short with one curt Arabic phrase. It was almost worth the blunder to hear his outraged shriek fade into a gurgle of surprise. Almost. Hotel Winter Palace, I told the taxi driver and busied myself easing Dee and her cast into the cab. Mentally, I was cursing myself in both English and Arabic. I hadn't been in Luxor for five minutes and already I had made my first mistake. After all the effort I had gone through to turn myself into just another tourist. As the taxi bumped off down the road in a cloud of dust, I took out my compact. My nose actually did need powdering, but that wasn't what worried me. I needed to reassure myself that my new face looked as different as I meant it to. It wasn't a disguise, nothing so crude as that. It was protective coloring, a frightened animal's defense against predatory enemies. Nature helps the hunted animals, but I had to help myself. I had widened my mouth with lipstick, turned my hazel eyes brown through a careful selection of eye makeup. The most effective change of coloration was the one I had applied to my hair. I couldn't do much about the style. My hair is too thick and curly for any but the simplest of short cuts. But I had been a brunette for twenty-five years, and the new ash-blonde curls looked startling. Forty dollars worth of peroxide, a new lipstick, and a kit labeled Eye Magic. That was the new Althea Tomlinson. Probably even that small effort had been unnecessary. After all, none of them had seen me for ten years. I was, as they used to say, slow to develop. At fifteen, my figure had been a neat, uncomplicated thirty-thirty-thirty. Jake used to say I made my dresses by fitting them around a tree trunk. They wouldn't recognize the shapeless, sloppily-dressed tomboy in the blonde young woman wearing a well-tailored blue linen suit, which displayed a well-tailored figure. Not that I was vain about my figure. It was just my bread and butter, with no jam on the bread. Modeling sounds like a glamorous occupation, but modeling bathing suits and sweaters for a mail-order catalog has all the giddy fascination of digging potatoes. It doesn't pay all that well, either especially when every extra cent is popped into a little envelope marked vacation. Vacation? Rest, relaxation, change of scene. Admittedly, I had indulged in a bit of irony when I labeled that envelope. My thoughts were falling back into the old, familiar rut. In an effort to distract them, I glanced at Dee, but she seemed to have no need of my ministrations. She was staring out the window, apparently fascinated by the view. The airfield lies in the desert, away from the modern village of Luxor, but our driver was pushing his rattling machine to its limit, a mad, breathtaking thirty-five miles an hour. Over that excuse for a road it felt like sixty. With clashing gears and flapping fenders we roared towards the town, which is right on the Nile, in the middle of the fertile regions which border the river on either bank. Ahead I could see the vivid greens of the fields and the graceful shapes of date palms, the colors were almost dazzling in their intensity after the sun-bleached rock of the desert. Above it all stretched the illimitable sky of Upper Egypt, of a blue so pure and intense that it suggests a rare type of Chinese pottery. 
I was chagrined to realize that my eyes were blurred and not by the dust which surrounded our progress. Egypt is not a kindly land. The lush green fields are only thin strips masking the merciless desolation of the desert. But there was something in the clean air and the ruthless sunlight, something that got into one's blood like malaria, a nostalgia no medicine could cure. Fakes, said Dee. I jerked as if she had slapped me. Were all those things the men were selling fakes? She repeated, sublimely suppressing syntax. There was the cure for my relapse into sentimentality. One key word, functional, operative. Fakes, I said, trying it out. Yes, they were all fakes. Most of the Felahin make them, jolly little home industries, scarabs, ushabti, those are the statuettes. All fakes, forgeries, imitations. The taxi swung in a wide, exuberant curve.